Hey, what up, Long Beach? Happy holiday season to you and yours. We got another episode of the LB Fee Show coming your way. The only podcast about everything Long Beach State Athletics. This show is hosted by the562.org. I'm JJ Fiddler. My partner, Mike Garabasio, will be on in just a second for the interview with women's basketball coach Jeff Kamen. But right now, we got to bring in the namesake, Andy Fee, the athletic director here at Long Beach State. What's up, Andy? How you doing? JJ, always good to sit down with you. Good to see you, man. How's everything going over here? Busy. It yeah? is that good. time of the year. It <laughs> is. Uh, I was talking with another athletic director recently, and we were both saying, you know, this time of the year is the busiest. It's the the fall sports are coming. You know, they're coming towards an end of their seasons, but the the winter sports, the basketballs, are underway, and we're about to get going on spring sports, so it is uh, it is all hands on deck. Speaking of basketball, we'll obviously be talking to Jeff Kamen uh, about how his season is going, and to put it lightly, it's going well. Seven and zero, their best start since the eighty five eighty six season after just beating Air Force on the road fifty to forty nine. We're going to talk to him a little bit about the individuals on that team, like the Fresno State transfer Matty Udy, who had a steal in the last second of that Air Force game to seal the win, and obviously girls like. Justina King, who's back for her senior season. Uh, she had 15 points and a great stat line in that victory. They're going to be at number 18 Oregon on Saturday, so a challenge coming up there. But you got to be really excited for a guy like Jeff Kamen, who's really seen the ups and downs in his short time here at the beach as an assistant and now as head coach to be producing such a quality program for your department. Yeah, and, and really last year I think we saw um, that, that turnaround begin and with a, a 10-0 start, start to the conference season last year. And, and then they kind of hit some injuries, and uh, that, that made it a little more challenging for them. But I think last year we saw what we're seeing now, and that is uh, consistency, uh, a fun brand of, of basketball. You know, we were joking around a little bit, you know, defense wins championships, and, and it's it's really true. But uh, Jeff's done it the right way in terms of how he wanted to build his roster and to make it a sustainable roster. You know, we live in the, the era of the portal, the transfer portal. And, um, you know, he's just done a tremendous job, and uh, his student-athletes have bought into it and his assistant coaches, and it's just been a lot of fun to watch. On the men's basketball side, they're actually hosting Bethesda tonight. We are recording this on Wednesday, a week after a tough loss at San Diego State and then another tough loss to Loyola Marymount. So the guy's hungry for a victory. It's also going to be a chance for the local basketball community to honor uh, the late Brian Camper, who just passed away this week. He went to Lakewood High School locally, then came here to Long Beach State. And guys like Coach Seth Greenberger on social media talking about how much he meant to this family. And you guys are going to have a little tribute for him tonight as well right yeah at the game tonight we'll we'll, we'll pay uh, homage to to Brian and, and his legacy and I've had so many uh, of his teammates and coaches reach out to me uh, coach Greenberg and I spoke a couple times this week and you know he was just devastated uh, talking about Brian and and what kind of man he was uh, what a great teammate he was. And, and I had the opportunity to meet Brian a few times. I didn't get to know him like a, a lot of folks here in the community did, but um, I never really heard anyone say, you know, a bad word about the man. Uh, everyone just loved Brian, the, the fans, his teammates, the administration here, and uh, just just very tragic. Uh, but tonight we'll, we'll be able to 
to pay homage to, to, to Brian and uh, spend time with his family tonight at the game. We'll have coverage of that at the562.org, obviously. You know, two weeks ago when we did our last episode of the LB Fee Show, we were talking Long Beach State men's water polo because they were going to the NCAA tournament for the second time in three seasons. Talking to head coach Gavin Arroyo, talking to attacker Rafael Real Vergara. Uh, so unfortunately, they lost in their first round game to UC Davis at the tournament, uh, but had some cool moments. Like Garrett Zahn scored his 100th career goal for Long Beach State, and there was a group of guys who had been real impact players on both of those teams. The one three seasons ago that got to host that first round game uh, in the NCAA tournament here at uh, Ken Linguin Aquatic Center, and then go back to it again in a season where maybe at the beginning of it, it didn't look like they kind of had it, right? So congratulations to them for making that uh, NCAA tournament yet again, and congratulations to you. Andy Fee, because it was the end of an era as you served on. Now, what is it actually called? It's not like called the Board of Directors, right? It is the uh, the NCAA Men's Water Polo Committee. Okay. So it is the committee responsible for running the championship. So uh, most people think about the, the, the basketball committees and the selection shows and all of that, which gets uh, most of the publicity. Uh, but each sport has their own committee. And so for the last four years, I've served on the committee and the last two as the chair. And this was my, my last championship, uh, my last go around with uh, my committee and uh, bittersweet because it was a lot of fun uh, working with them. But uh, I know it'll be in good hands moving ahead. Does this make you want to be involved in other committees for other NCAA sports? I enjoy serving on committees, as crazy as that might sound to some. Uh, it, it, if I can, in some small way, have a positive impact on the student athlete experience and, and help run a championship, and and student athletes walk away uh, with great memories from that championship, I it makes me feel good to serve and. Uh, working with your colleagues um, in a somewhat neutral role. You know, obviously, I'm still the athletic director at Long Beach State when I'm serving as chair, but in a way, I'm, I'm just a proponent and supporter of the sport itself. So it's a way to give back, and the more that we give back, the greater that experience for the athletes will be. Before we get to the interview this week, I've got to mention two people who deserve some big shouts. First of all, freshman Ian Gilligan, member of the Long Beach State men's golf team, is the Big West men's golfer of the month for November. Uh, Had a solid performance at St. Mary's Invitational last month and has just been really great in his freshman year here at Long Beach State. So congratulations to him. And another shout to Long Beach State track and field coach LaTanya Sheffield, who was awarded the Track and Field President's Award at their annual meeting last week. She's obviously really involved with USA Track and Field. She was at the Olympics with them in Tokyo, a former Olympian herself. So uh, two really cool awards for two really cool people here at the beach. Obviously, all of the coverage of everything we just mentioned and more is available at the562.org. We're excited to welcome on our special guest for this episode, Long Beach State women's basketball coach Jeff Kamen, one of our favorites here at the beach. Oh. And uh, Jeff's Jeff's group is off to a 7-0 start, the best start since the 1980s, which uh, is <laughs> in, insane to think about. Congrats on the great start. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on with you fellas. Uh, guys of uh, definitely, uh, you know, big peak part of uh, – the community and bringing this, you know, the news and informing people uh, from all walks of life. And uh, it's much love to be on here. So I appreciate the invite. 
Well, it's it, it's always nice to get invited on when you're seven and zero. Right? <laughs> yes, it you is. Know, it's, you it's, see me as some pretty dire, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty low points here. You're, yeah, you are in a better mood than you were. The, the, the first year you were here, when you and I are talking, and you're like, I pretty much have to build a program from scratch in about two weeks here, Mike. So you know, if you know of anyone that wants, to... <laughs> um, but you know, you guys, it's it's just. It's a, a testament to the system that you run, your faith in it, that you have stuck true to it. You've got the kids in, and it feels like we talked about it before the year. You've got the right fit on the kids to the system this year. And I feel like you probably knew that very on, very early on, right? So yes. are, are you, you surprised at all by this start, or this is kind of how you thought it was going to go? I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, having an older group that's been – with me since you know for for the last four going into this fifth year you know really good core group you know talented but you know experience you know there's a lot of battle tested and then you add maddie udi who is you know she's a pro i mean the way she carries herself um it just changes you know the dynamic and, and what and who we are like she fits our culture and what we're trying to build here She's just hard-nosed. She's gritty she's long beach you know she doesn't complain about anything she doesn't hey coach Give me the, no. She just finds a way to make plays and uh, to to win basketball games and uh, you know and then you get Kiana who's healthy who started out healthy but she's dealing with some stuff and you know so you know no I'm not surprised I'm excited you know I, I think we're not even scratching the surface of the type of team we could be I think defensively we're really good you know um, but we got to rebound the ball better and offensively we got to execute as you uh, saw in the Air Force game it just was. You know, it was, it was awful. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. We we have to do a better job of handling pressure. And that's what Air Force does, you know. And it was a good test for us to be in altitude. We've been traveling for the last two weeks. Um, but that's the way it could be. We could be on the road in conference for five straight weeks. Right. You know, we have to be able to respond and, and push through that adversity. And uh, so I think this is all going to make us better um, down the road. Can you talk a little bit more about Maddie Udiu? Uh, she had, changes the practice, I'm sure, right? Oh, man, the intensity, the competitive. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, when, when our younger kids came in, they didn't come in. I mean, Cece was here. She was a part of Jody and Derek. Like, she saw it, you know what I mean, just saw it. But they didn't really play a ton, you know what I mean? Cece, I think, played a little bit more. But there was no one here to really model it for them you know, for our younger kids. You know, they had the, the talent, but just understanding how to prepare, how right. to work, you know, how to just be consistent every day. So Maddie comes and, you know, she tore a labrum, and she played through a labrum tear last year, right? And wow. she's still playing. She had surgery. She got back in like four months. She's trying to fight to get on the floor, like, relax. Because most of the time, labrums, they take yeah. eight, it's nine. Yeah. I mean, she's ready to play way before her time because right. she just works and you can't go Maddie she's on the side not just getting up shot most people form shots dribbling she's going hard <laughs> cheer workouts getting it going I mean and the kids are like what the heck who is this <laughs> you know what I mean and then she gets on the floor and she's not I mean she's cool everybody fits in but she's trying to kick your butt yeah you know so she just raises the level of you know uh you know, of the intensity, you know, the sense of urgency, um, the toughness. You know, you got to be on your P's and Q's with her. She's going to make you look bad. And it's good. You know, I think we had a tendency, we, we all, we're close and tight-knit group, and that's all great. But we got to push each other to be great. 
And you can't be frenzy on the court. You got to push each other to be great. You got to go after each other, you know, in a good way, you know, to make each other. And that's who Maddie is, you know. And MJ's similar, you know. Uh, when she's healthy, obviously, she, you know, when she can practice, she changes the practice. Um, we have some international, you know, uh, young ladies who have come in with uh, Tia who she's busy. She's in the gym every day, day off, you know. And just to let you know, I'm not telling her to come in here just for NCAA <laughs> compliance, but she comes in on her own. I told you her. Know? I text her every day. I was like, don't forget to go in the gym today. This is not coming from Clutch Cam. <laughs> KJ, Pat, we just have a different group of kids. You know, before we just didn't have – and I respect to all the young ladies who have been here, but – these kids are serious about basketball. They're you, serious you, about winning. You could just see, and I, I mean, I, I feel like I could see it in practice. You could see it in the, that first game for sure. I think the other thing about Maddie, as well as your whole roster, is there's a versatility that I feel like you didn't necessarily have, right? Yes. Um, in in that Air Force game is that you just played is a great example where you won it. It's a 48, 46, something like that. Mm-hmm. 49, and, 49, 50. 49, okay, yeah. yeah. And so in previous seasons, you guys had those games where – Okay, hey, maybe the defense is playing great. We're holding the team to 48, but maybe we didn't have the person step up and, and you scored 44. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I mean, there, but there Don't were bring some. Bring back that. Don't bring back those <laughs> But there were some of those games. And, and I feel like Maddie is that player who, just in the seven games she's been here, I've seen her seven steals in one game. Yeah. Eight and nine shooting the next night, right? I mean, it, it, it's it's that ability to morph to whatever the game is. And I feel like with your style, where you're trying to hold teams to single digits a quarter or two, you're trying to hold them down, it, it makes that math so much easier for you where you go, okay, we're just trying to figure out how to get to 55 points. We're yes. trying to get to 60 points. We're not trying to score 90. We're not trying to run up and down the floor, <laughs> you know, and, and, and outscore these teams. But um, are you enjoying that as a coach? Whereas I know there were times that were frustrated for you that you didn't have a counterpunch strategically oh in, the, in the last couple of years. Yes, yes. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you have someone that can just go make a play without you drawing anything up, you know, whether it's going to get an offensive rebound, whether it's getting a steal and finish, actually finishing in transition. Um She's a willing passer. I mean, she leads us in assists right now. I think her and Justina, and it, that's a part of her game that you don't see. But her ability to be able to move the ball and make the right basketball play um, from anywhere on the floor makes us better. You know, we haven't always had that. So, And then it takes pressure off Justina. You know what yes. I mean? Like she, you know, I think she pressed a little bit like she did in the past. And I told her, hey, just re- you don't have – but she doesn't have to press as much. We don't – that's not really Justina's game. You know, she's more of a – a well-rounded player. When she has to take 15 to 20 shots, that's not really her. You know, she takes 10 to 15. Some games we need her to, but when she's not pressing, she's getting it in the flow. Or we can put her in a position where her and Maddie would keep the ball in her hand. I think you saw in the second half we went a high-low with them. When we could do that and she yeah. doesn't have to make plays on the perimeter when teams are loaded up on her and scouting her, we're much better. But it, it, it takes other, you know, Kiana, who's hit shots, I mean, and she's played well. So we couldn't play her in the second half, you know, due to, you know, some, some, some things. But, you know, these other pieces can just fall into what they do well as opposed to, man, we need you to do a little bit more, but that's not really your role. So right. she just takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, all the other, other kids, you know, our young ladies. So the personnel is matching the system. Yes. The system has always been good. But now you're getting the results. Speaking specific, uh, specifically of stats, like just one stat, one team stat, is there one that you look at where you kind of know, okay, things went our way, 
Things are going the way we want them to go, as opposed to your opponent dictating pace or whatever. Is there a stat that you look at after the game that can kind of tell you the barometer of that game? Yeah, I think for us in the past has been, you know, we look and it's crazy last game stat sheet. We know we're gonna give up some stuff on the boards. We're not built where we're just gonna kill people on the boards. But but what we do is we turn you over, right? Or we make you take bad shots, which to us are turnovers, right? So when we look on a stat, how many more shots did we get than you? You know, and a lot of times we're ten plus, right? right? So it evens out when people pound us on the boards at times, you know. And last game, we got pounded on the boards, and we turned it over. So being able to take care of the basketball, we always look at. And then how many more shots did we get than another team? Um, foul line, we would we want to get to the foul line more. But, you know, we, we just, we just got to do a better job of that. That's a stat, you know, and keeping them off the foul line, which with these officials, you just don't know which way that's going to go. So you can't really control it. But I think if we can control those areas of turning people over, taking care of the basketball, and, and shot selection, which you don't see on a stat sheet, but you do see it, you know. So, and then for us, deflections is a huge one that you don't see on a stat sheet that we stat. Um, hustle points, loose balls, charges are big. Our first six games, we took at least a, you know two charges a game. For us, it sets the tone. Like you're not getting, we're not, we don't have to do it with blocking shots. Mm-hmm. We do it with you know if you're out of control and you get in this traffic, we're gonna. If you're not disciplined, we're going to make you pay. So, it, it, you know, teams get a little more hesitant at driving in there, you know, or they're out of control and they turn it over, you know. So I think defensively. But the biggest stat for us this year has been our assists, right? In the past, I mean, I think we had 20 assists our first game, and we probably got that all of last year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but we were averaging, as, you know, take last game out, right, 16-plus assists. So that is the biggest stat going into this year that has allowed us to, you know, take advantage of turning people over. Because we've always turned them over, but our ability to convert, you know, and share the basketball and take the right shot has really put us in position where we it's not so like, oh, shoot, we got to play in the 40s and 50s. We'll do that, right, if we have to, but we really don't want to. You know, and we have we're good enough where if we're taking the right shots, we can score high 60s, low 70s, you know, and that's we feel like we're going to put us in position most nice to, to win get basketball games. It's definitely well-constructed, the system and the roster for the Big West, which I think is what has you know so many of us excited. But I, I want to talk to you. We've referenced the system a couple of times. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that. You were talking about taking charges, and I, I always joke seeing you guys. You all celebrate someone taking a charge <laughs> the way the Warriors are going to celebrate Steph Curry breaking the record, right? I mean, it's like it is a overjoyed kind of a reaction when someone takes a charge. But can you talk a little bit about when we say the system, what is your defensive philosophy? What is a system, and, and how did you bring that into you know Long Beach State? Yeah, it's um, something foundationally that, you know, and I guess philosophically that I've taken from all my stops. You know, it's interesting, you know, when you go, Peter, the, the world's so small, right, especially the basketball world. But I worked for, I'm sorry, I played for Jeff Klein, who it was my high school coach. He's now the coach at, you know, Chapin Community College. Derek was assistant on that team, right? Derek leaves and goes to Pepperdine, and he takes some of those things, right, that we did to Pepperdine. They run it at USC, you know, and they put their own spin on it and they bring it here. And then we, client starts doing something different. Like, oh, we like that. So in our circle, there's a lot of different basketball going on. And I've been, you know, 
Division One men's basketball, Division Two men's basketball, junior college, high school boys basketball, high school girls basketball. Right. And I've been able to just take all these different things, right, at Cal, at Colorado, and just continue to just my style based on foundation of what I was taught and how I like to play and just kind of put my spin on it, you know. So, you know, we, we started, you know, doing some things here with Jody, but it's not totally that. I took some things from what they did at Colorado and put it. So it's, but it's all the same. It's about dictating. Defense, we, we dictate. We're not going to let you run your offense, right? So whether it's switching defenses up, whether it's ball pressure, whether it's our angles, you know, it, it's about dictating and keeping teams off balance, right? And it's with pressure. You know, in most zones, you know, you sit back, you kind of, hey, you're going to, the thought process is you're going to chuck up long shots and we're going to live with that. You know, for us, you may chuck up, but they're going to be, out of your rhythm, they're going to be quick. You know, you're not going to be able to do it within what you work on. We want you to get to your secondary and your third, right, reads and options. And most teams aren't great at those. The teams that are great at freestyle are the ones that are, are probably, well, we have to adjust right. a little bit more, which this year we could play more man because we have the athletes, we have the personnel. In the past, we weren't able to do that. So our ability now to put a, you know, another defense where we could be silent in and even flip that. You know, maybe we face guard like we did in a Santa Clara game and just say, hey, shoot, this kid, 16, in the, 16 first, in the first you know, quarter. And then, right? okay, we take her away <laughs> and we say, hey, all right, so we don't necessarily go zone, but we're still taking them out of stuff by taking their best player out. Right. You know, so it's all we're always thinking about how can we take them out? How can we dic dictate um, keeping them off balance is really the system. And it's mixed with, you know, d various defenses. You yeah. know, it's four or five different things that have similar concepts. So it's not we got to totally go away from what we do to implement a new defense. I yeah. think that's tough because now you get into you don't do anything great because you do so many things. But when we can put this in and say, hey, what is this? Oh, this is outside in. This is some of our terminology. It's a lot easier to get kids to understand and it simplifies it a little bit more, you know. But it takes time, you know. It takes time, time to put in. But it's pressure with, with with you know you just organize chaos they dictating we know what we're doing sometimes it doesn't look like it but we right. know what we're trying to do well you know? but th that's what i've enjoyed about covering it especially last year this year as you mentioned you've got players who really know the system if you know a little bit about basketball i know a little bit about basketball right you I, know, I don't know i don't you know, know, but, you I, know. No, but i don't know i couldn't sit down with you and diagram this stuff but but knowing what i know it's, it's almost like a fireworks show or like a light show, a laser show or something, right? It's just like, oh, and now they're, okay, and they've switched the zone up to this. And, okay, now they're in a man. And you can see the stress it causes, you know, on, <laughs> on other teams. It really is a lot of fun to watch, um, even though most people I know, it, they're not necessarily going, I love watching defensive basketball. I really, <laughs> really like it. So it, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, but you mentioned it, the, the sort of two, the only two real weaknesses in it are if you get a team that has five great one-on-one -on -one players, that's difficult. Yes. And if you get a team that has a ton of really great posts, you're going to give up a lot of rebounds. Yes. I think that Santa Clara game, you guys are out-rebounded by 20 it, points it, or, it was or by 20 or something. But but they literally couldn't score the ball in the fourth quarter at all. I mean, it's just it's the perfect psychological experiment almost to basketball. And in a conference like the Big West, you're not running into a lot of teams that have five great one-on-one -on -one players yeah. or a, or a huge backlog of six foot five posts. Yeah. Right. So I mean, given your experience and where you've coached, you've coached in the Pac-12 and everything too. But 
when you got this job, were you thinking the way we play basketball fits this conference kind of perfectly? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, when I was here, we, we had Devin Hudson. When I first got here, I think we had Lindsey. I'm just talking about size. We really haven't had a dominant post. You know, from my time here, and I mean, Devin was great, right? She was long and athletic, and she was a presence. So I think she Joan Bombasini had the last it, dominant post at it, Long Beach State. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and again, I, I, no excuses. It, it's just not as easy at our level to just bring in just a dime. I think Jason uh, Flowers at Norfolk brought in, and no one knew she was that good. She just ended up being that good. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it's just tougher, you know what I mean? But if you can't get that, how are you going to compete? How are you going to combat that, right? What are you going to – so our style of play, we feel feel we feel like gives us a, a, the ability to do that. So we had to do that with Jody and We Some games we had like five kids in our tallest. We had Chantel Dooley playing the four or five. And she was fit, so she was fronting, and we were pressing, so they couldn't see their big. So you, well, have, you, you, you had Alex Sanchez who ran the one <laughs> in high school <laughs> as your power played, forward. Exactly, she couldn't move, so we had to <laughs> right. put her in the back in right. the in, in our right. you know. So we try to put our kids in position to be successful and do well, and you could do that. A lot, a lot of people see the traditional style, but as you're seeing, the game's changing. It's being it's more less and less. You know, traditional, it's unconventional. You're seeing bigs at the end of games. They're not playing the post player, you right. know, because of switching on ball screens or their ability to stretch people out and shoot the three. The game has changed. And I think Jody and Derek, they're talking about this five out. They were doing that at, at USC before anybody were, were, were doing it. Everyone's like, oh, it just looks like street ball. No. there's a Now, when you're seeing bad shots and a lot, yeah. But when you run it the right way, you're making the right basketball play, as you can see. It's quality basketball, right? But you it, it, you just have to understand, right, what that looks like. So, yes, I think for us, I've seen it be successful. You know what I mean? I, but I think the ability to have Emily and Lowe is not 6'5", but she's a really good athlete. And yeah. MJ is a, a, a bully. So we do have a, a presence inside that we haven't had in the past. Um so it helps us. But if we have to put Maddie at the five like we did and, right. and defensively, she just totally took Rhode Island's bigs out. And they're talented, right? And she totally took them out because of her toughness and her ability to move in our zone. She covers ground. So with ball pressure and ability to move, we're, we're taking a lot away. And you have to – if you're not reacting real time, right, you're not good at being able to – pass and make decisions when you're pre it's going to be tough we're, we're going to have a long night you go you make make some plays but it's going to be tough for you you know so yeah i really think it's, it's built and and we will have to adjust sometimes and go straight man and there's things we'll have to do to put it put ourselves in position but i think it is you know for our conference and our conference is actually doing really well i mean they're we're getting yeah. some really not just davis but just the mountain playing against the mount west and the west coast we have some really good wins our conference is good man like it's. I mean, we're 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 good, but every night is going to be tough, you know. And the matchups or what it's all it's a game of matchups, you know. So I think it is, you know, fit for our conference. And and I think in other cases you can run it outside depending on who you're playing. But um, yes, I mean, it, it. I was thinking it's how I want to play and how I envision, but also I think it's a, a recipe for success in our conference. Last question for me. You mentioned up top. It's been a bit of a roller coaster up and down since you've been. What is it? Six years head coach? Uh, fifth. fifth. Fifth year head coach. Kobe, if you could. Kobe year. It's, it's, it, it, it counts Gotta count yeah. seasons, not years. <laughs> right. If you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice five years ago, what would it be? 
don't compromise. You know, um, when I got here, it was, when I you know I first came here, it was like four people on the roster, four kids. He like, says like, but it, it, literally, it literally was, was. four players on was. the roster, right? And <laughs> I probably took some kids because I felt the pressure to fill out a roster that I probably wouldn't have taken now. Now I'm. Um, I know I know who I am. I know who we are. I say I when I say I mean us as a staff and you know who we want to be. And there's just a certain type of young lady that can play here at Long Beach for our women's basketball program. And it's not about the talent, you know, it's about the intangible things that we value. You know, if you want to love basketball, you're a selfless person, you want to be challenged to be the best on and off the floor, right? It's about we not me. Um, there's some young ladies that that I probably wouldn't know and again I appreciate everyone that decided to come play for me, right? And I have the utmost respect for all of them and appreciation. This is not a dig by, by any stretch. It's just, just truth. You know, there's some young ladies that I, I would have definitely probably, you know, just, just in recruiting, I, there's just a certain young lady I can play here, you know? And that's just what it is, you know? And uh, so I, I would say that. Um, but you know what? I wouldn't change it. You know what I mean? Like, I think those, that adversity and, and those – uh, maybe mistakes, you know, I may call, I would, you know, it's part of the process, you know. It's like for me, like, I can go recruit and I can go get a bunch of talented players and probably win. It's, it's not, I, to me, it, it's hard, but it's not. Like, if you just go get, but for me, we want to build a program and we want a program that can sustain for years. And I think it takes a certain, in my opinion, a certain ingredient and a certain type of, Young lady and staff, which my staff has been with me since I've been since we, you know, I've been here. You which have is a, huge. an unheard of consistency with your assistant coaches. Yes, it's, it's huge. And and when we say family, it's not just something everybody says. I think we, you know, really truly embody that, and we try to have the tough conversations and you know that people are uncomfortable having, but it's necessary for you to be great. You know, so and I do want I do want to give a shout out to my staff. I mean, they talk about the growth of. They, they, and we, we've grown so much together, you know, and you see, you see our kids, like Kiana really didn't shoot the ball well. Now she's shooting it really well. This is a young lady that hasn't been able to really have an off season, but the coaches have gotten to the gym with her and done everything they, they could do with her. Low has gotten better. You know, Makai's driving me crazy, but she's gotten better. Um, I mean, she couldn't guard anybody. She's still struggling keeping the ball in front of her, but she was on a defense. I would have never, you would have never thought that. So right. you're seeing just growth, you know, through the adversity that we've had together. And uh, it's been hard and challenging, but, you know, it's been worth it, you know, and uh, I'm excited. You know, it, we, you're seven and no, but it's a long, it's a long road, you know, and the consistency is key and health and uh, continue. We talk about chopping wood. That's our thing this year. We got to just stay the course and continue to do, do what we've been doing. And, you know, we'll see where, 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 where that, that lands us. And we're hoping that, you know, we're in the tournament and we're winning this conference. Uh, sounds like a plan to me, Coach. Uh, you guys are on the road against Oregon this weekend. Uh, we'll have coverage of that at the562.org, uh, as well as obviously at longbeatstate.com. So, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Much love. Thanks again to Coach Cammon for stopping by. Andy, we mentioned it at the top, just really happy for him and his program. Uh, they're going to go hit the road at Oregon. Traveling in the holidays. That's gonna be our uh, that's gonna be our non sequitur, and now for something completely different. Do you have any tips for people who are going to be traveling on the holidays? Because as an athletic director, you get on a plane when a lot of people would say that's a crazy time to get on a plane. 
Uh, my tip is patience. <laughs> uh, to be very patient. I think that uh, traveling in general requires patience, but during the holidays, even more so. The the lines are even longer. The lines seem to move slower. Uh, you know, I was just uh, traveling uh, earlier today. I flew back into into Long Beach and. Uh, I was going, what am I doing? You know, why am I traveling at this point in time? And, uh, you know, to be, so to be patient and then uh, to maybe have, uh, you know, a, a movie to watch, you know, the holidays, uh, you know, there's such a, a great blend of movies out there, but something to keep your mind off of the stresses around uh, traveling and just, you know, that the holidays are hectic. So something to keep your mind off of it and then also to take deep breaths. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple. I'm just one like yes or no's, right? Okay, so neck pillow. Are you a neck pillow guy? I am, yes. Yeah. Do you wear it while you're walking through the airport or only specifically when you're in your seat? I have to be in the seat. Agreed. I, I, that, that, I see people and I go, man, they must be really relaxed. I mean, but maybe that's the, maybe that's the move. Maybe they're happier because they're walking with a neck pillow on. Versus... It's one way to get a sweaty neck. Yes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. I guess you don't ha- – I didn't really think about how much I hold my head up while I'm walking. Maybe that's a thing. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but uh, <laughs> maybe brain. they're happier. Maybe they're happier, you know? <laughs> maybe they're more relaxed. Uh, rolly suitcase or carry suitcase? You like the you like the big strap across or you want to roll yours? Rolly, rolly, rolly. Okay. yeah. Okay, so you said movies. So work on the plane, yes or no? I find myself defaulting to work, and it's uh, actually kind of sad. I was talking with someone. We were talking about just nowadays you can have Wi-Fi and you can – and, you know, I said to myself uh, the other day, I got on the airplane and I said, well, I'm just going to relax. And the next thing I know, I'm connecting to the Wi-Fi and doing work. So in a way, you know, it used to be a little escape of, of time, but I try and do a blend. I, I, I can't sit there for an entire time and just hammer out emails. So I try to do a little work maybe when I when I first get up in the air and then get into a movie or a podcast or something like that. But yeah, I, I think it's it's almost impossible to escape, uh, you know, the work environment these days. And I always go, here's the, here's where I go, I, you know, if I if I stay, even though I probably should stay away, I, I cannot look at my phone if I if I have it off, and then all of a sudden the red dot says like seventy eight, like <laughs> it'll put me over the edge. So I got to keep whittling away at that thing. Yeah, I've done a lot of work at thirty thousand feet. Ab- absolutely, it always makes it go faster too. I don't 100%. know. If, I don't know if it's because you're like, oh, I gotta get it done, gotta get it done, gotta, and then all of a sudden you look up, it's three hours later. But yeah, that that always helps. All right, last one: window or aisle? Window. Okay. I used to be an aisle guy, but recently I've been a window guy, and I think with the neck pillow, the neck pillow, it's just an unbelievable combo. Great right? point. I mean, it's great point. It's a Hall of Fame move. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. I'm trying to get there okay. as a Hall of Fame traveler. <laughs> but I've noticed the real great ones. They go neck pillow and window. window. Yeah, so okay. I'm following in great in the footsteps of greatness. I think. As the older I get, the more I need aisle. You get those long legs, man. You get the heebie-jeebies. You know, nice. Jimmy legs bouncing up and down. Yeah, there is something to that little. But then I always worry about the cart coming by. I'm not paying attention. I very true. Very true. Can't get injured at 30,000. Well, I hope that helps you, LB Nation, as you may be traveling through this holiday season. Uh, thank you to you, Andy, for coming back on the show as we get into what is very busy season here at Long Beach State. Thanks to producer Roger, obviously Jeff Cameron for coming in on the interview, and everybody else here at the beach, thank you. We will see you very soon in the stands.